welcome back to another episode of Outside is Overrated. This is episode four, the best dork movie ever. It is a beautiful day here in Roseville, Minnesota. The sun is shining, the grass is green, the outdoor pools are open, it's after Memorial Day. And uh, where do we find ourselves? Oh, we're uh, stuck in a room and we're hashing out the best dork movie in the AC. Beautiful. With me again today is Jake, our co-host from the first episode. Jake, welcome back, my friend. Thank you. Glad to be back. I think we were both pleased with how the first episode has turned out. Now I'm recording episode number four. You're my first returning co-host, so uh, good for you. I guess you win. (laughs) Certainly honored. So today we're going to be talking about the best dork movies of all time. Now, I think we kind of live in a golden age of moviedom. When we were kids, our options were a lot more limited. Like, I think our main options for dork movies were things like The Goonies or Indiana Jones, maybe Star Wars. And now we have the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe unfolding. Kind of crazy how far movies have come in our lifetime, isn't it? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, they really, what we're in now started with uh, X-Men in 2000. Before that, like when we were kids, it was... Star Wars in 77, right? I mean, that was kind of the first big mass appeal, big budget dork movie, right? That kind of ushered in round one. I mean, superhero movies were still fairly limited. We had Christopher Reeve with Superman, Michael Keaton with Batman, that kind of stuff. But before Star Wars, all the other, what, 70 plus years of movies, like dork movies, they were shitty, black and white kind of matinee movies, you know, just awful special effects, and it, it was like they were either for children or they were for intellectual infants, you know? So Not sophisticated human beings like you and me. Right, exactly. Yeah, not, not uh, smart, intelligent, good-looking folks. Yeah. I guess it only makes sense that the evolution of dork movies has kind of coincided with the evolution of special effects. Yes, that seems very likely. We're going to be talking about a lot of different movies today. We're going to be trying to decide on just what the best dork movie ever is. We're going to be talking about a lot of things that have been adaptations of other works. So, based on our discussion in Civil War, I thought it might be helpful to spend a couple minutes talking about what's more important in that adaptation. Is it the overall story being excellent, or is it a faithful translation of the source material? Mm-hmm. Yeah, always a, always a big debate, especially with all these comic book movies. Lord of the Rings, Dune, other stuff like that. You know, Star Wars gets the advantage of starting as a movie, so you can just show up for Star Wars in the theater and you either like it or you don't, you know, so that does have a distinct advantage. There's no quibbles about the history of it. There's no, well, that didn't happen in the book. That didn't happen in the comics. That didn't happen in this. That didn't happen in that. Right. So, yeah. So props props for Star Wars for that. But uh, a lot of this other stuff leads to some great discussion for the people who uh, love and enjoy the source material. We've got a whole lot of movies to talk about, so let's launch right into it. Now, Jake, this was your concept for trying to pick the best dork movie of all time, so can you explain to us what constitutes a dork movie and how we're going to work through this process of finding the best one ever? Sure, yeah. In, in, in a category like this, this is always brutal to try to pick the single best movie, but I figure, you know, it's it's summer 2016 as we record this, and it's, it is summer movie season, which is dominated by dork movies, so what better time to make something really controversial and say, we're going to pick the very best one in history so far. And uh, I guess the question... Really, we needed the controversy to sell the podcast. It's either this or makes a sex, make a sex tape. And, you know, like we said in the first episode, we're confident in our sexuality, but we don't need to necessarily explore that in the same room together, the same building together, the same even, you know, county together. I'm kind of quivering right now. but uh, I have that effect on you. I always have. Quivering with fear. Uh, so anyway, we, we, we're looking at dork movies. Yes, uh, rattled. 
I'm going to need a moment here. Um, so, the uh, dork movies. <sighs> Tom. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> dudes, 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 dudes. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> All right, all right. So we're talking, uh, we're talking dork movies, and uh, what makes a dork movie as opposed to something else? Well, we always say that dorks we like action and adventure, okay? And, and we figure so it's got to be an action adventure movie that's got to have some kind of strong sci-fi or fantasy element, right? So if it's a you know a slower paced thinking person sci-fi, we're not really going to include that because you know well, dorks. Hey, speak for yourself. You'll see what my list entails. Oh, okay, okay. I just think dorks, you know, seem to get bored because we love action figures and you know we're slightly childish a little bit, right? Um, hey, speak for yourself. I'm a big boy. <laughs> I've seen it. I, <clears throat> um, so uh, yeah, so we're we're looking at action adventure style movies that have that sci-fi fantasy element. We're not looking at just straight action adventure movies because those seem to appeal to, you know, any kind of macho dude is into Bruce Willis shooting terrorists, right? So, yeah, dorks, we can like that stuff, but that's not really for us. Uh, same things with, like, westerns, war movies, you know, we can like the shootouts, we can like the action scenes, but they're not... They're, they're not our wheelhouse. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're not made for weaklings like us, pale weaklings who hide inside. Also, we're not going to include straight horror movies because I feel as well that, like, kind of the straight horror movie is kind of its own thing. It's its own genre. Yeah, it it really appeals to a mass audience if they like blood and gore, being scared, whatever. So we're going to have some movies that could be considered horror in this, but they've got to have that strong sci-fi fantasy element and an action-adventure element to it as well. So you laid it out into 12 different categories for us that we'll cover, and we're each going to pick a movie that we consider our favorite or the best in that category. Then we're going to make a bracket, and then we're going to debate the movies against each other across categories. It's going to be brutal. Bloody terrible. I think it's going to be magical and yep. wonderful. There's going to be sunshine and rainbows and unicorns and puppies. Yes. Yes. We can't really start with anything weak. We, we just got to go into this and uh, essentially every category. Or we got to shoot for the stars. We got to shoot for the stars. Everything's going to uh, be important here. So category number one, we'll just start with one of the biggest ones. It's uh, I labeled it as interplanetary sci-fi. So essentially... Science fiction movies where heroes are traveling from planet to planet, on and on, fighting bad guys. Big franchises in this category we're looking at, of course, Star Wars is the one that's going to come to mind. There's also Star Trek for all the Trekkies out there. And there's other stuff too. Dune has its fans. There's multiple other things. We're not going to name everything, but you get the gist of what this is. There's a lot of very cool, very good movies in this category. The list that I have for this page, with the help of my wife, it's probably... There are some really enjoyable films in here, like Avatar. It's not my choice. Great movie. Long movie. People were neat. I liked it a lot. Uh, maybe Spaceballs. There is The Fifth Element. There's Galaxy Quest. There's some fun. There's some goofy stuff in there, too. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. What are a couple of years that are maybe your top pick that you think deserve an honorable mention here? Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, I mean I'll just say out that I, I've picked a Star Wars movie for this. It maybe seems a little too obvious, but... Star Wars is revered for a reason. I just, I do want to give a shout out to Star Trek, because I'm not a Star Trek hater. Some people are, right? Definitely. Some people are Star Trek versus Star Wars. Do how and Amanda, we're looking at you, big guys. I guess, <laughs> big gal. Is it rude to call your friend's wife big gal? Yes, uh, I, that's awful. I'd like to strike that then. Um, big guy and... She's beautiful. Amanda, she's just wonderful. Call her beautiful. She's wonderful. Yeah. She's beautiful, baby. She's beautiful. Good job, AJ. Yeah. Thanks for bailing me out there, by the way. <laughs> I'm bailing you out more ways than one. Can you feel my hand? I can um, say I'm flexing. 
Okay. So, you know, Star Trek, I, I got the respect for it. I understand that it's, you know, excluding these newer movies, which are basically Star Wars with a different coat of paint. Okay. Star Trek is more character driven. It's more cerebral. It's all that stuff. I respect it, certainly. But I am going to go with Star Wars for this just because, well, it's my list. I like Star Wars more. But I'm going to say that the old Star Trek movies suck and the new ones are way better. <laughs> I highlighted two films here. The first one being the Star Trek revamp. Chris Pine playing young Kirk. I thought it was a fantastic movie. I thought it was a great reboot. I thought it was a lot of fun. That's probably my number two. Okay. My winner, also a Star Wars movie. I'm curious to see if we're going to be on the same page here because there's a pretty big divide amongst our culture about which of these movies is the best. I'm going to go ahead and say that it's Return of the Jedi. Wow, really? I've well, always been a Jedi guy. Okay, well, I'm, I'm, my pick, again, is, is, is maybe obvious uh, for uh, film buffs. It's Empire Strikes Back. Um, and why do you choose Empire over Jedi? For me, the big reveal didn't do a lot for me. When Darth Vader says that he's Luke's father, I just thought he was lying. I didn't buy it. And I hated how the movie ended on just a cliffhanger and that there's obviously going to be a sequel. Mm-hmm. For me, the closure of Jedi was what made it the best of the Star Wars films. The closure of Jedi. Okay, okay. I can see that. I like the twist. How old were you when you saw it? Empire Strikes Back. Teenager. Teenager? Teenager. Wow. I was five years old. Blew my young mind, let me tell you. Who brings a five-year-old to a good movie? Why You're probably that? running around throwing popcorn at shit. No, no, I saw it on home video. VHS, everyone. Uh, so I saw it on video. Blew my mind. And as an adult, as I got older, I can say that Empire wasn't my initial favorite. It really wasn't. Actually, as a kid, Return of the Jedi was my favorite. Right? Because it had the big action scene at the end. Right? We had space battle, land battle, lightsaber duel all going on at once. Yeah, the Sarlacc. Yep, yeah, we have that earlier. We have Boba Fett dying like a bitch. We have all that. Boba race. Fett sucks, by the way. Why does anybody like Boba Fett? He's the most worthless throwaway character. He's as bad as anyone that lives south of King's Landing in Game of Thrones. Get the fuck out of here, Boba Fett. <laughs> Come on. Now, he's, maybe you he didn't have his action figure, right, with his, uh, with his little jetpack on the back. Yeah, he doesn't have a lot of lines, but he's got kind of that, he's got that cool thing, right? Yeah, get the fuck out of here, Boba Fett. <laughs> I can just, I can see people listening to our podcast getting their pitchforks and torches ready to come bust down your door. Well, send me your opinion. You can shoot it to us at email at overratedpod at gmail.com. You can hit me up on Twitter at Tom underscore underscore awesome. I welcome your opinion and your feedback, but, you know, Boba Fett sucks. All right, well, let's let's leave Boba Fett aside. So let's just go back, because we, we do have to pick a winner here, right? Mm-hmm. We have to. This is not going to end until we do. Otherwise, it's going to be an hour-long discussion of Empire versus Jedi. And yeah, exactly. That would probably get old even for us. Yeah. So we we've just we've got to jump in there. I would say Empire is. I mean, this is a Star Wars movie, but as Star Wars movies go, better acted, better directed, classier, more emotionally sophisticated. Right. But it doesn't end. There's no ending. It's just like. They just turned it off. It's like, well, see you in a year, sucker. It was three years, actually, at the time. Isn't that what life is, Tom? Isn't it the uncertainty of life? And Well, it's not like I go into the bathroom, take a dump, and decide to wipe three years later. <laughs> you know, some things need to be finished off. <laughs> there needs to be an ending. But the, isn't the anticipation in that, in that thinking of, wow, what is going to happen next? That's great, right? Isn't that why we go to movies? We want to find out what happens next? We do, but we want to find out how it ends, too. And to have to wait multiple years for it before Peter Jackson revolutionized, you know, shooting a whole movie and then releasing installments once every year, which is also a big pain in the ass. I see. We started with such a doozy, and right away, two brick walls slamming into each other. 
Let's do it. Let's do this. For now, let's just do Empire and Jedi. We'll have to move on. All right. Because yeah. this is so big. We can't just decide this now. Maybe it'll be blown away against whoever we stick it up against. So in the bracket, I'm going to write Star Wars. All right. Moving on. Category number two. All right. This is the dystopian future. This is very popular. I mean, even when you think... What's a dystopian future movie? Well, it's a it's a movie where the future sucks, and it's got a sci-fi element to it. And we have, uh, as examples, Blade Runner. Um, we can even do the Terminator movies, although in many of the Terminator movies, a lot of the action takes place in present time, right? But uh, the idea is the future sucks for the Terminator movies. Matrix movies are like that. You could even put in stuff like Minority Report. Anything where, in a sci-fi kind of way, the future is terrible. Uh, and then how people deal with it in that kind of world. It's also a topic that's addressed a lot in a bunch of different video games. Fallout comes to mind. So it's a really rich ground. Right. Yeah, there's there's a lot of good stuff in here. So again, this is this might be another tough one for us to hash out. I'll just throw in my favorite. And I know I was just talking a little earlier that dorks, we don't like slower paced stuff, right? But I'm going to go with Blade Runner as my pick here. Even though it is a little slower paced, I just think it's top notch all around. I have never seen Blade Runner. What? Did you host a dork show? Are you insane? It would appear so. Wow. Okay, well, what's your pick? My pick? I feel like I went a little off the grid with this one, but it's actually The Book of Eli. So apparently we like movies of a different style of pacing. The look on your face right now is just priceless. It looks like you're going to leave. Of Eli? I've seen it. I, I guess it's sci-fi. It's post-apocalyptic. Yeah, it's yeah. a very dystopian future. The world's gone to yeah. hell. I guess Mad Max movies would be in this too, right? Yeah, post Book of Eli. Book of Eli. Okay. I mean, I don't feel nearly as strongly about this one. We can move ahead with Blade Runner, but I like the Book of Eli. I thought it had a great twist at the end. Okay. My man Denzel rocks. Your man Denzel. I was going to suggest that. I was going to say, since I've seen both, you've only seen one. You don't seem like you were very passionate about your pick. I was going to say, let's just do my pick as the winner. We'll do your pick. Oh, great. Blade Runner against two different episodes of Star Wars. That's going to be an easy <laughs> one. Or should I assign it randomly in the bracket? I don't know. I don't even want to think about it yet. Yeah. But All right. Well, I'm going to stick it over here. So it's not going up against Star Wars. It's going up against something else. Also, I, I do want to point out, man, this was tough for me to knock the Terminator movies off because I love the first two Terminator movies. I've never seen the first one. I love the second one. Jeez! What the hell? <laughs> we really need to do this on video. Your reactions are pretty priceless. Wow! Okay. Alright. Anyway, so Tom's never seen the first Terminator. It starts out with a naked Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? Is that the appeal for you? We need to move on. We need to talk about something else. Next category, please. All right, you got it. Next up, it looks like we have Alien Invasion. Alien Invasion, yes. I think I've seen every movie on the list here. Okay. I haven't seen the first movie on the list. The first movie on my list is War of the Worlds. Yep, two different versions. The, uh, the One of the few older movies, I think from the 50s, that actually was a sci-fi movie with a big budget, because they were mostly crap back then. My dad loved it. He showed it to me when I was a kid. I loved it, despite it, you know, having cheesy dated special effects. And, of course, Spielberg decided to remake it in the 2000s. So, two different versions of that. This is a quick side topic. I know we need to keep moving in the interest of time, but I think that Tom Cruise is a vastly underrated sci-fi actor. He's done some really fantastic films. I've got one of them on my list here. It's not my winner, but mm-hmm. okay. Edge of Tomorrow is one of my favorite Oh, that's Alien Invasion movies. Yeah, yeah, Okay, okay. Okay, let's keep talking. What else we got here? Uh, a couple honorable mentions for me. Independence Day, the original. They have a sequel coming out this summer that I'm very excited for. I also loved Oblivion, another Tom Cruise film. Okay. Um, but for me, the top of the Alien Invasion chart actually doesn't come from the skies. 
Comes from the seas. Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim. Okay. Giant mechs fighting giant monsters. Okay. I didn't have high expectations going into it, uh-huh. uh, but it was fantastic. It's okay. one of my favorite movies across all categories. Dorky, not dorky, anything. But for me, Pacific Rim was the no-brainer in the Alien Invasion. The no-brainer. Okay. How about the Transformer movies? Battleship, stuff like that? You into that? You what? into that stuff? Yeah, I like the Transformers. They're all right. But okay. All right. You know, I will say that I... I don't necessarily have a strong opinion in this one. I like this genre or this specific category, but so you're saying I'm saying it's gotta be Pacific Rim. You're saying it's gotta be Pacific Rim. Best yep. alien invasion. Best right? alien invasion. Okay. I'll follow your lead. I haven't seen it, actually. So I, I gotta add that to the list. What? Yeah, come on. <laughs> come on. Uh we'll stick Pacific Rim down here. I can't imagine that's so in the same category as Blade Runner, but okay. I haven't seen it. Shame on me. Maybe we should get together for a movie night sometime. Moving on, what's the next category? I spent enough time. Um, let's see. Uh, next category. Well, once every three weeks is enough time. <laughs> Come on, man. Okay. Let's uh, get away from the sci-fi bit, okay? We're going to do medieval fantasy. I mean, medieval fantasy, it's... Besides movies, it's Dungeons and Dragons. It's just like... It's Magic the Gathering. It's just like... Medieval fantasy is just no-brainer for dorks. You know, it's everywhere. And when we're talking stories... Of course, Lord of the Rings, <clears throat> the Hobbit movies. Um, Get the fuck out of here, the Hobbit movies. <laughs> exactly. We agree on that. Uh, we got the Conan franchise. We got just anything where there's swords, sorcery, spells, knights, creatures, all uh, that good shit. Yeah, it's things that tie back into all the games that we play, both tabletop, card, board, every, everything that we play usually has some element of fantasy in it. Yeah. So, I mean, this is this is huge. I mean, I, I would say this is as big as interplanetary sci-fi. I mean, this is a major category. What do, what do you got? What are some of your favorites in there? Some of my favorites. Well, it's animated, but How to Train Your Dragon, I think, is an incredibly fun and charming movie. Maybe not the... It's not going to be in the running for best dork movie of all time, but it's a medieval fantasy that I really enjoyed. When I, go ahead. Nothing. I got nothing to say. Go ahead. Dragonheart was pretty great. Uh, Dragonheart. Christian Bale, Matthew McConaughey. Ah, oh, in the future. In the future, dragons. yeah. Right. And Wait, they're beating the shit out of mankind. But is that medieval when they have guns? Really? Isn't that more like dystopian future? Yeah. Just it happens to be dragons? Yeah, it might have fit in there. But it's on my list of medieval fantasy, so we're going to talk about it now. Because it's got dragons. Okay, okay, keep going. What else? What else you got? We have a special guest comment here. Do you want to be on the air, babe? So it has just come to our attention that we have been factually inaccurate. Fools. Fools. First at overratedpod at gmail.com. Yep, here it comes. Um, so we are not talking about Dragonheart. That is actually a movie where someone has the heart of a dragon. Or... Is Sean Connery's a dragon? Does Sean Connery's a dragon, yeah. Dennis Quaid, right. Okay. We were talking about Reign of Fire. Reign of Fire. Which is a very cool movie. And I saw Dragon and I got thinking about it and uh, my bad. We're fucking idiots. Yeah. Well, you know. I'm not going to label myself, but however you want to identify, Jake. So here's my favorite, and I don't think you're going to agree with me. Okay. Uh, but it ties back to gaming, and it feels very, very, very much like a campaign that we could theoretically play in. It would... Your Highness. Your Highness. Your Highness. Uh, Natalie Portman, right? It's, kind of, it's like a, it's comedy, right? Danny McBride, James Franco, yes. Okay. It's exactly okay. like a Tom Awesome Run D&D campaign brought to life on the big screen, complete with dick jokes. There's a lot of weed jokes, too, which isn't really my sense of humor, but 
all the dick humor, inappropriate and stuff. And uh, I think it's the funniest movie in a fantasy setting by far. So that's my choice, is Your Highness. That's your choice. Okay. Okay. I We saw that. We were playing a game once. You had that on the background, right? Yeah, that's right. It was good. I liked it. I'm a little shocked you're not picking a Lord of the Rings movie, though. I mean, it's kind of a no-brainer. Here's, right? a, here's a fun fact. Okay. I do not care for the Lord of the Rings movies. You read the books? Yes, I have. And oh, you're one of those. I'm one of those. And it, okay. it's, I can point specifically to one moment when Faramir was incorrectly portrayed in the uh, the second movie, Return of the King. Mm-hmm. Third um, movie. Third movie. No, it was the second movie. The second movie's called Two Towers, right? Two Towers, yeah. And the Two Towers... We're fucking idiots. We're fucking idiots. Um, Faramir was portrayed to be seduced by the power of the ring, and he turns Frodo over, and it's complete 180 from where he was in the character. And him being my favorite character in the Tolkien stories, that was hard for me to digest, and I've never seen the third movie. Never, You never bothered to even watch Return of the King? Nope. The one the 11 Academy Awards and won Best Picture. Uh, I guess I watched a little bit of it once after I had been up for 30-some hours driving straight home from Massachusetts for a funeral, so it's, I didn't have a lot movie. of it. Yeah, okay. You're not going to... Yeah. You're not going to have the patience for it after that kind of day. Okay. Interesting. Uh, well, okay, how about this? Because I was going to pick a Lord of the Rings movie. I, I felt like it was an obvious choice, but you're really against those. I could give a little bit. How about Conan the Barbarian? I've never seen a Conan movie. <laughs> what? Was Arnold Schwarzenegger from 82? You seem to be a big Arnold fan. Well, yeah. Who isn't, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's huge and he gropes, you know, gropes people, you know, so there's some things to not like about Arnold. But Well, uh, I thought those were the things we identified with. Yeah. Okay. So you're saying no which, Lord of the Rings. Which LOTR movie were you going to? I was going to go Fellowship. I can live with Fellowship. Good adaptation. Great movie. Really enjoyed it. My beef with the Lord of the Ring movies game and Two Towers. Okay. So we, we could say Fellowship is just great heroes on a quest. We'll agree with that. Okay. And sorry, Conan the Barbarian. You did not make it. I love you very much. But we're going to have to go Lord of the Rings here. You would so kiss Arnold if you had a choice. Well, it's, and I, it's, it's the whole movie. It's James Earl Jones. It's the bad guy. It's, uh, I can't even remember her name, but she's just great as the, as the gal in it. Oh, she's awesome. How many Conan movies did they make? Uh, well, there's two with Arnold. In the early 80s, and then there was a remake in the 2000s, which is not good. And if I had to watch one, or if I could only watch one in my lifetime. Only watch one. It would have to be the first Conan the Barbarian movie. It's just called Conan the Barbarian. All right. Well, let's put it on Netflix and let's move on. That's the one you got to see. Great score, too. Music's awesome. Slightly related topic, we're going to move on to non-medieval fantasy. These non-medieval are fantasy. magical, wonderful worlds that aren't rooted in medieval times. Right. We could possibly put that Rain of Fire movie in here, too, because we have dragons, but it's in modern times, right? Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to write it down on my list, and why don't you kick us off here? Sure. Well, this is kind of hard to category to come up with, but really the dominating franchise in this is uh, Harry Potter, right? It's, Harry Potter takes place in current times, am I right? In the early 90s, yeah. Okay, it's in the early 90s, okay. And it's, it's fantasy. It's definitely not sci-fi, so it's fantasy. But beyond that, what, what else I think of? The never-ending story? Yeah, Pan's Labyrinth, Big Pan. Trouble in Little China. I haven't yes. seen it, but it was on the list. Big Trouble in Little China. Who uh, starred in that? Kurt Russell. Oh my god, that's uh, this ties to episode three. There's a Metal Gear Solid reference. It's the uh, main character of Metal Gear Solid is actually named after Kurt Russell's character. In Escape from New York. Yes. Oh. Snake Plissken. Yeah. Yep. Oh, by the way, shout out for that. The Escape from New York and L.A., they, they belong in dystopian future. Love those two. Sorry, Blade Runner wins. I guess this isn't my favorite genre. It's really not mine either. 
Army of Darkness was pretty good. Like Rain of Fire, but uh, I guess go with a Harry Potter movie. Yeah, I guess. Why Have you, you seen them all? Why would you pick Army of Darkness? Because isn't that in medieval times? Doesn't he go back to medieval times? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Don't question my list. <laughs> Okay. You're undermining my authority. Yeah. I will not have it. Okay. Um, no more hand jobs for you under the table. Shit. This is over. You ruined it. Okay. You ruined them all. Um, Did you see all the Harry Potter movies? I've only seen one, and I've never read the books. I just added it because I knew they were so popular. Yeah. I read the books. They're great. Let's go with the third movie. I'll take your word for it. We'll write Harry Potter 3, and we'll do it. We'll do it right here. Okay, so it's going to go up against Blade Runner. <laughs> this should be good. Okay. And, I, and it's Big a Trouble. Secret. The next round is a secret. Okay, got it, got it. Big Trouble in Little China. I love you. Sorry. Harry Potter wins, I guess. All right, next up, it looks like we have kind of a hybrid section, a hybrid category. It's horror slash sci fi slash action. Right, yep, because I, I said we weren't going to do straight horror movies, but these are horror movies. They're, they're so scary. They're scary. But, okay, there's a strong sci fi element and there's good action element to this, too. So the hybrid category. There's some big franchises in this one. Aliens, Predator, Starship Troopers, and there's many more that I'm not mentioning, but those are the big three that I can think of right now. Some former ones that I thought of for this category include Zombieland. Zombieland. With Jesse Eisenberg. Um, yeah, okay. Zombies Have Taken Over. Like that movie. Hot Fuzz, World's End. Hot Fuzz? Is there zombies? Is there there's not zombies, but uh, it's almost like... They're cops, right? Hot Fuzz is their cops? Hot Fuzz, he's a cop, but uh, he goes back to his hometown and is overrun by zombies that are not zombies, uh, robots that are impersonating the townsfolk. And so he has to massacre everybody. Isn't that the world's end? World's end is similar. Similar. I think we need my wife to make a quick clarification here. Honey, honey, we need you. Here she comes. <laughs> and making her debut on the Outside is Overrated podcast is my wife, Phoenix Sidlogic. Here to explain the difference to me between Hot Fuzz and The World's End, because I've apparently blurred them together entirely. So I'm going to stand up, honey. The microphone is all yours. Uh, Hot Fuzz is about a community of people that want to make a perfect society, perfect community. So if anyone is peeing on the street, they murder them. So they think people disappeared, but we find out they're actually murdering people that do graffiti, different things like that. So his character finds this out, and he has to sort of take on the community and take them out. And then, yep, The World's End is about robots taking over the city. So, But they're both great movies because they element so many different uh, genres of movies into them. Like Hot Fuzz has Godzilla at the end. They're fighting each other in a miniature city, so you have Godzilla and Titan. They're very smart movies because, you know, Simon Pegg just pulls in different types of genres in all his movies, so they're really good. Thank you, babe. <sighs> We're fucking idiots. Yeah, well, you know, I think maybe I am. I think you've come away <laughs> largely unscathed through these conversations. <laughs> Love both movies. They're not my vo votes for the top horror sci-fi action movie. Um, let's hear yours. This was awful. I mean, Aliens, the first two, especially the second one. Predator, especially the first one. Never saw a Predator movie. Jeepers! Thomas! You call me um, Thomas. You're mad at me. That's what my mom would say. She'd say, Thomas Adam! Oh, my God. And then Starship Troopers, we have one of our best friends. Love Starship Troopers. Is like it me? No, it's not you. It's the guy who lives on a boat and he's bald. He loves Starship Troopers. I love Starship Troopers. Who doesn't, really? But anyway, so, so this is... How, how do you pick between those three? Well, you've never seen Predator. Yeah, so let's cross that one off. 
I think it comes down to two for me, Aliens or Starship Troopers. And I lean towards Starship Troopers. What? Oh, well, okay, okay. They're both good. Tell me why. Well, this seems like it plays more to your strengths, but the action's better in Starship Troopers. There's boobs. Johnny Rico is awesome. There's a space-age football. There's a daytime soap television actor that plays a main role in it. They massacre a shitload of bugs, and it's just always resonated with me. Always resonated with you. All right. I think we I think we established why it's great. It's great in a very different kind of way. Starship Troopers is, is tongue-in-cheek, right? At least the movie. Certainly not the book. But the movie is like... It's kind of cheesy fun, isn't it? Yeah. Totally. Since this category is horror sci-fi action... Well, you didn't give me a humor sci-fi action category. <laughs> I didn't. I'm sorry, I didn't. Yeah. I think Aliens is just... I don't know. I love them both, but I think Aliens just blows it away. Aliens is a great movie. We can move forward with that one. We're good? You're good with that? We're good with Aliens. All right. And hey, sorry, Predator. Tom doesn't love you. He will once he sees you. Again, this is Arnold Schwarzenegger. You freaking love Arnold Schwarzenegger. This, he get to the chopper. Yeah, get to, get to the choppers. Is that from Predator? That's from Predator. Huh, I had no idea. I've I'm just not heard of it a million times. I'm not going to impersonate the accent, but he says get to the chopper. He impersonates the accent. It only, it only works if you do the accent. It, w- it will be sad. He feels yes, well. That is that why we're doing a podcast about the best dork movie of all time. Okay, listen. There's a bad guy coming out. Okay, and he's sneaking up. And Arnold, he throws this machete, and it goes through this guy and sticks into a tree. And he says, "Stick around." At the Netflix, honey, we need to go see it. Well, we need it to come to us so that we can see it. Yeah, on Predator's TV on your inside. list. Okay. All right. We're going with Aliens. Going with Aliens. Next category is horror slash fantasy slash action. We substitute the sci-fi for a more fantasy setting. Mm-hmm. So more grounded in... Not outer space? Not aliens, yeah. essentially? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't have a lot of things on my list here. There's a... Uh, well, why don't you give a couple of examples of things that might fit here? Yeah. I would, I would say the major franchise is Jurassic Park. Okay. And I understand that creating dinosaurs from DNA is a sci-fi element. I get that, okay? But we're not in outer space, right? And they're not aliens. So we're, we're going to say it's a scientific feat of fantasy in Perfect. our modern world. So Jurassic Park franchise. Tremors is hilarious, right? So what the... Okay. Um, you know, you uh, get a new main host for this episode? It sounds like you're really struggling here. Wow. Not even the first one? No. Graboids? No. Bert? No. Okay. All right. All right. Here's another, here's another franchise. Again, our, our bald friend who lives on the boat, him and his brother are going to love this one. From Dusk Till Dawn, that franchise. There are boobs in that too, right? Tons of boobs. There's Tons vampires. Boobs. They're shooting. What was it? I think him and his brother, they convinced their mom to take them to it when they were not 17 yet. Oh, that is true. Yeah. How'd that work out for them? I don't think it went out well. They walked out. They walked out. <laughs> they didn't get to finish the movie. Sure. So, yeah. So, horror element... Fantasy, but there's still plenty of action. What, what do you got for this category? Uh, those. I thought Underworld, that yeah, okay. would fit in. Yeah, um, yeah. Maybe the Resident Evil franchise. Yeah, sure. Yeah, You know, because science makes the zombies. It's a little sci-fi, but, you know, zombies are a little, I don't know, yeah. fantastical. I had two favorites in this category. Obviously, Jurassic Park. I love those movies. But for me, it's Abe Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Abe Lincoln Vampire Hunter. I've Which I understand once. is a terrible um, interpretation of the book, but I thought the movie was awesome. Thought the movie was awesome. Okay. I saw it. it was, I was entertained. It's probably the best 3D movie I've ever seen, too. Like, I hate 3D. I think it's a horrible fad, but this movie was done really well in 3D. We, we are also north of 30, so we get a little queasy with all the 3D. Here, I'm just curious. So you would pick that, 
over Jurassic Park. Are you really doing that? I think so. What? For me, Jurassic Park gets a little watered down by the further iterations of it. Like, Chris Pratt was great in the last movie, yeah. and I've enjoyed them. They're fun, but... Okay. You know, there's four chapters of Dinosaurs. There's only one instance of badass vampire ass-kickery by oh. the former president of the United States. So you're, so you're trying to say that Jurassic Park, even, say, the individual greatness of the first movie, is, is pulled down by the shittiness of some of the sequels. Or, or not shittiness, but very averageness of some of the sequels. Yeah, I'd say that's an accurate... Interesting. Well, I mean, we went with Aliens. There's certainly shit in the Alien franchise. True. Right? Why stop watching after the second one? Watch <laughs> a little bit of the third. Okay. I guess I saw one of the later ones in the theater, too, but I can't remember okay. which one. So I would go more strength of individual movie, you know? Because I can certainly just watch the first Jurassic Park, love it, and then choose to not watch you know, the second and third movie. I can pretend they don't exist. I do that with the prequel Star Wars trilogy. <laughs> that puts us in a tough spot. I, if you put the two movies here on the table, I'd choose Abe Lincoln to pop in right now. Over Jurassic Park. Wow. Granted, there's not a kick-ass Lego game based on Abe Lincoln, but, you know, maybe that's a future way for Traveler's Tales. I'll do, I'll do this. I'll do this. I love Jurassic Park. Well, well, I love Jurassic Park, too. We can go with Jurassic Park. Yes, all right. I love getting my way. We just saved a giant collective audience saying, Tom, what the fuck with <laughs> Blink and Vampire Hunter? That's what I think. It's hey, the top pick here. That movie is fantastic. Okay. Let's move on. What Moving on. Something we talked about extensively in our last episode together, episode one, Marvel comic movies. Sure. Yep. This list is gigantic. There's Spider-Man. There's Amazing Spider-Man. There's Iron Man. There's Thor. There's the Hulk. There's Deadpool. There's a bunch of X-Men. There's X-Men prequels. There's X-Men gender benders. No, not gender benders, but generation benders. That's okay. that G word I was looking for. The G word. Yeah. Uh, Captain America, the Avengers, Ant-Man, Guardians of the Galaxy, Fantastic Four. Where do you want to start? Yeah, it goes on and on. Gosh, there's so much to talk about. It's almost like it's its own episode, just talking Marvel movies, really. So let's... And we kind of did that. We kind of did that, so we, sh we shouldn't spend too much time here. So... I'm just looking. I'm, I'm obviously going to pick a movie that's made by Marvel Studios because I think that level of quality is higher than what was turned out by the other studios who have Spider-Man and X-Men franchises. With all due respect to Spider-Man, I understand. I'm going to go with the first Avengers because I just think that as a fun, bright, exciting, funny comic book superhero movie, it's really tough to beat for really capturing that that just superheroes quipping and pounding bad guys kind of joy. And the super team-up, which was kind of a first in Marvel Universe. My choice was Guardians of the Galaxy. I thought it was a great oh, standalone. I thought it was yes. a great movie. I love Chris Pratt. I thought all the characters were really good. So what do you think Guardians versus First Avengers movie? Guardians is great, too. You know, And, and if it wasn't based on Marvel characters, Guardians would be a great uh, for the interplanetary sci-fi category as well. Guardians, okay. Guardians is just solid movie. Overall, I don't... I'm not throwing up my hands for this one. Yeah, it's a tough one. I guess I'm going to lean towards the Avengers on this one. Okay. As the first. There was so much building up to it through the other movies, and to execute on the level of expectations that were expected, I thought the Avengers... Yeah. Now, Avengers 2, a little disappointing. Not as good as the first, but... I still liked it, but yeah, yeah. not as good as the first. Yeah. All right, next category, DC Comics Movies. Let's establish something right now. You hate DC. Is that right? Not that I hate DC. I just think DC... Okay, so let me let me interpret five-year-old Tom. Apathy than so, hatred. Apathy. 
So you're you're you don't hate DC, but you think you could shit out DC and you'd be fine with it. Yeah, is that a translation? I couldn't shit out a Batman. <laughs> okay. But Aquaman, yeah, I've dropped a few Aquaman in my times. So. Oh yeah. I understand Aquaman gets respect in the comics now. Big time okay, super dorks that are much smellier than you and me. Okay? They say, you know what, Aquaman's actually pretty awesome if you read the comics now. I don't care, Aquaman sucks. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Anyway, so DC movies. So you, so you, let's just start with you since you don't really care. You know, what's your favorite DC movie? Dark Knight. Dark Knight. Okay, that's the obvious pick. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah, some other things we could have considered. Just running through my list here, there's the entire Dark Knight trilogy, yeah. um, the older Batman series, Watchmen, Superman Returns, Batman vs. Superman, Batman. There's some great animated DC stuff that I've watched with Phoenix, which has been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, v for Vendetta was a DC comic. Losers was a DC comic. Yes, yeah, it was. Is it Dark Knight Rises, the Heath Ledger Joker? No, that's that's just Dark Knight. Just Dark Knight. Dark Knight Rises is bird. Yeah. You know? So Batman seems to dominate here. I like the first two Christopher Reeve Superman movies. I understand they're terribly dated. I get it. I get it. But, but they're good for what they were and in their time frame. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, as a child, I loved the Michael Keaton Batman movies. Batman Returns, still pretty good. Actually, the first Batman, not as much. There's really <laughs> not much story to it. If you watch it as an adult now... I mean, it's, it's, it's really Jack Nicholson just kind of prancing around in Prince songs. A fun aside, uh, in the movie Neighbors with Seth Rogen and Zac Efron, they do a fun little cultural study where Seth Rogen asks Efron, who's Batman to you? Because to Rogen, being a little bit older, it was Michael Keaton, but to okay. Efron, it was Christian Bale. And so who's they're doing the different Batman voices. They're doing different Batman voices. Okay. Um, yeah, the Christian Bale Batman movies. I get it. Ton of respect for them, right? They're mm-hmm. well made. I think Christian Bale's Batman voice is ridiculous. Agreed. They take themselves Get to the chopper. <laughs> way, way worse. I, I, what is he? Swear to me. There's my impression. Perfect. Yeah. Rattle some cages. Other stuff he says. They take themselves a little too seriously. Is is that a real complaint? I kind of feel that. Yeah, I liked him. Yeah, he um, Rogers maybe the best movie villain. Yeah, I can think of. Yeah, he's good. This is a surprise to people. I kind of enjoyed Batman Begins a little more than Dark Knight. Interesting. Which was I thought it was great too, but yeah. Okay, you say Dark Knight. Everyone says Dark Knight. Yeah, let's. Um, your wife's writing something down. What is she? She. she this is a. This is a message. She knows her shit too, so we better read this. Oh, she brings up a great point. Uh, the problem with the DC Batman movies is that he's not a detective. Batman is, at his core, a detective. So that's a major flaw with the movies. Is He's an ass-kicker, he's not a detective. So it's a major departure from a character. Yeah, I would agree. Do, does this then mean that we need to pick, say, one of the uh, animated Batman movies with Kevin Conroy doing the voice? Because that's a little closer to the, the Batman of the comics? I'm not opposed to it. Uh, not being a DC guy... I think I've got something else for us. What did, what, no. Oh, here's the pen. We only have one pen in the entire apartment, so we have to share. Right. Jake brought us out. He's very smart. Yeah. yeah. So I think our collective choice between the three of us is Batman Year One. Batman Year One. It's a great story. That's that's a I love the comic. Absolutely. And there was an animated version of it, right? Yep. yep. Yeah. Okay. Alright, I'm running it down. In the interest of time, let's move on. 
<laughs> Sorry, Dark Knight fans. We just chose a cartoon as the best DC movie. <laughs> That's what you get, DC. Ha, 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 Okay. <laughs> so, sticking with comic movies. Non-DC, non-Marvel, indie comic movies. Right, yep. So, we got, obviously, Marvel and DC. Are, there's so many movies. They get their own categories. So, this is for comic book movies that are made by Dark Horse characters or independent or even superhero movies that are not based on a comic at all. That are, you know, kind of original ideas. So just I'll throw out some things. Hellboy was Dark Horse. Sin City, I believe, is also Dark Horse Comics. Darkman, someone better write me a fool's email if I'm wrong here. I think Darkman is an original idea. So I don't think that's based on anything, but correct me if I'm wrong. And if you need to correct him, send it to overratedpod at gmail.com. That's yep. overratedpod at gmail.com. Yep, fool's exclamation point, subject line. What else is in this? The Shadow, Valak Baldwin. Do you remember that? I do not. The Phantom with Billy Zane. Phoenix here does, though. She is lighting up right now. Uh-huh. Yeah. With Dick Tracy. Warren Beatty. Yep. Yeah. Rocketeer. Rocketeer. Flash Gordon. Right? These are... Yeah, I haven't seen any of these. You saw... Okay. <laughs> here, here, are some okay. Things, here are some things on my list. Push. Uh, Chris Evans was in it. I'm a big Chris Evans fan. I that was a comic. Yeah, it was comic. Okay, yep. Push. 300, I think, was a graphic novel. Oh, yeah. 300. Yep. So that was awesome. Okay. My choice is actually based off of manga. Okay, this is something I'm not familiar with. <clears throat> Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Okay. Yes. I like that. That was funny. Yeah. yeah. It was a great movie. It had a lot of gaming references. If I had to have a backup choice, it would be the original Ninja Turtles. Oh, of course! Ninja Turtles! Yeah. Right. Yeah. Maybe um, we should go Ninja Turtles. Either I, Scott Pilgrim or Ninja it. Turtles on my side. Yeah. The original Ninja Turtles? That stands up? That's based off of the... Not the cartoon. It's based off of the, the darker... Comics from the 80s, and it's solid. Solid. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's so do that. Ninja Turtles is the winner? Sure. I'm fine, I'm fine with that. Completely. What was your choice going to be before I suggested Ninja Turtles? Oh, I don't know. I was going to do, like, Sin City or Darkman. Or, yeah. Sin I, City was a great movie, but... Yeah. All right. Ninja Turtles. Moving on. Next category is lightly dork-influenced action-adventure movies. This right. was made to sort of encompass some of the things that we grew up like. Indiana Jones has some mystical properties, or James Bond has some sci-fi gadgets. Those are examples that you provided that I'm stealing credit for now on the air. So that's prop work. <laughs> yes. Thanks for setting me up to look good. Yes. So what are your thoughts in this category? Yeah, this is, I mean, I just figured we had to include this. This. These are essentially straight action-adventure movies that are not for dorks, but there's enough of a fantasy or sci-fi element that we the dorks can claim it a little bit. I mean, James Bond, especially the '60s and '70s movies, you know, he had flying cars, he could cars that go underwater. I mean, there's women movie. with ridiculously sexual names. Yes, Pussy Galore. Pussy Galore. That's shown on TBS. That's, we're not swearing at all saying that. It's a character's name. Yeah, because we say fuck on the podcast, but we don't say pussy. Right. <laughs> yeah, we have an element of class here. We do. We have standards. Damn it. Okay. Yeah, so those, especially those 60s and 70s Bonds, a lot of goofy gadgets and situations, I think, enough to make them kind of dorky. James Bond movies now, that, that sci-fi elements really play down. They're basically Jason Bourne movies now. You know, so I, yeah, I they're more spy movies. Yeah. Uh, more recent movie that kind of fits the old James Bond vein, The Man from Uncle. Yeah. Uh -huh. Army Hammer, uh, Superman. Good movie. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Got One of habits. my favorites in this category. Not my top choice, though. What are you thinking? I have to go Indiana Jones. I mean, really, I've, I've got to pick a... I've got it not Indy 4. Oh, not that! <laughs> Wasn't a fan of the Crystal Skulls? <sighs> I, let me describe you Indiana Jones 4. I'm, I'm watching this movie. Slowly, my movie seat turns into a toilet. Slowly, I'm sinking into the toilet bowl. I'm looking up, 
And I see Lucas and Spielberg stare down at me, smile, and then they each take a turn shitting on my face. That's Indiana Jones 4. I need to take a shower now. Gross. So, that's Indiana Jones 4. So, not that one. And of the original three, I love all three. I'm not going to pick Temple of Doom. It's kind of regarded as the less sophisticated of the original three. Mm -hmm. So, I'm going to go either Raiders or Last Crusade. I love them both. That my favorite switches. It goes back and forth between those two. What would you say? Well, my choice kind of defies category. It was difficult to fit in somewhere, so I chose the light dork influence. My choice is fanboys. Are you familiar? Sounds like a documentary. It is not. It is four high school friends um, that are super huge sci-fi, specifically Star Wars fans. I've seen this. One of them gets a terminal illness, and so they decide to drive across the country, break into Lucas Ranch, and see episode one before it comes out, because their friend isn't going to live to see it. Right. Funny. Okay, I'm remembering. I did see this. Is it an action-adventure movie? It's comedy, right? It's comedy. It's a... I'd say it's more of a road trip movie, but you didn't provide a fantasy road trip movie category, so I, I had to shoehorn it in where it was. It's one of my favorite movies. I feel like this was the place to make a stand for it. Okay. All right. I like it. We're really going to pick that over Indiana Jones, though? Well, they both have an element of adventure. Okay. Fanboys is a little more relatable. Let me... Let, okay, let's stretch it. Let's stretch the court case. Let's hear it, Foggy Nelson. What do you got for me? Oh, I have to go on the offensive. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see here. First off, it's been forever since I've seen the Indiana Jones movies. At least five years. At least five years. At okay. least five years. I think Fanboys is... It's a nice homage to the properties that we already love. It's an homage to Star Wars, which we already debated for mm -hmm. ten minutes in this horribly overlong segment that we still have to slog through. Yeah. I guess I can't make a case for it. We'll go with Indiana Jones. Okay. And which one? Which one? Because I'm torn between uh, one and three. Love them both. What's it going to be? This is your call. This is my call? Your call. <sighs> we named the dog Indiana. Oh, we'll go with that one then. I just, I just, yeah, I just did a Sean Connery impression on the air. I apologize to everyone. But yeah, we're going to do uh, we're gonna do Last Crusade because I impersonate Sean Connery all the time. I, I just can't get enough. I love their interaction. I mean, it's got the, the Holy Grail. It's got it's got adventure. It's got action. It's got all the... It's got... It's just... It's wonderful. I love it. I love it. Last Crusade. Sounds so <laughs> Yeah, it was all right. Yeah. Okay. So, so our last category for the first round here is miscellaneous sci-fi. Uh, some of the things we listed here included Robocop, Total Recall, both the old or the new, Lockout, Back to the Future. Yeah. I, I would have included it, Back to the Future. It, Back to the Future is definitely sci-fi. It's not really action-adventure. I guess it is. There's an adventure element to it. Yeah. Um, it takes place in both the past and the future, so right. hard to classify. I stuck it here. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's really, there's just so much sci-fi. We're already at 12 categories, so we just had to be like miscellaneous sci-fi, blah, and then here's the rest of them. Yep. Um, I had Looper on the list. Good film. Looper's good, for sure. Yep. Again, original Total Recall with Arnold Schwarzenegger. I like the more recent one. I can't even get mad anymore. Now I just lower my head and shake it. Okay, but that's not my pick. I'm not, I'm not going to pick Total Recall. With the Neither am I. I love it, but I'm not going to pick it. I'm going to go Robocop here. Interesting. I'm going to go Newer Age with Inception and the mind-bending mm -hmm. overall concept of the movie. Dreams within dreams within dreams. Exploring the psyche. Dudes and dudes. Dudes and dudes and dudes and dudes and dudes and dudes and dudes. Okay. Have you seen Robocop? I have. Um, I don't think it's nearly... The cinematic piece that Inception is. It certainly doesn't have the special effects. No, no, it doesn't. Strong story. They both got strong stories. Uh, I'm a big Leo fan, so that's a plus for Inception. Big Leo fan. 
Dude, Leo brings it. Have you seen a bad Leo movie? Yes. I've seen several bad Leo movies. The Beach? Haven't seen it. Um, what's that other one where he's just playing basketball and doing drugs? Haven't seen it. Yeah. Well, I guess that's not bad, but anyway. Um, okay, so you're going Inception, and I'm going Robocop. And maybe it's because I saw Robocop in Impressionable Age, but it's great. Robocop's essentially a superhero movie. It's the saddest superhero movie ever. Superheroes always lose their family. This guy, he doesn't lose his family, he just loses his humanity. And he's walking in a suit. It's funny. It's, it's got biting satire. Ultra-violent. It's still a hard R, even by these standards. Music's great. It's not a mindfuck. Inception's a big old mindfuck. Oh, you like mindfucks. I do, and I like the internal struggle that Leo has with seeing his ghost wife. And Here's the thing. I was prepared to fight for Robocop tooth and nail. But I feel like I'm getting my way a lot on a lot of these already. So I better relent at some point. All right. Inception moves on. Inception moves on. I can already tell that this is going to be a hard process eliminating some of these movies. So let's take a little break right here. And let's uh, go back to episode one where we recorded about Captain America Civil War. We've both seen the movie now. Mm -hmm. So let's just take a couple of minutes to talk about what we thought of the movie and how it compared to our expectations. Um, we both went into it thinking that uh, we knew it would be very different than the comic storyline, but we both thought that we would still enjoy it quite a bit, and, and we thought that, you know, yep, Marvel Cinematic Universe always seems to have at least some kind of level of quality, right, that we'd be into. Did you enjoy the film? I did. You say with kind of a weird expression on your face? Yeah, I did. There are some reservations, though, Right. Yeah, definitely. I I won't say that I hated the movie, but I'll, comparing it to the different hero movies that have come out this year, I think it's the worst superhero movie that's come out this year. Worst one this year, huh? And I think it's one of the worst Marvel Cinematic Universe movies that has been released to date. Interesting. All so right. I, didn't, I didn't hate it, but I certainly didn't like it. It didn't kill me. I didn't think it was great. Okay. Well, let's... Uh, can, we, can we throw... So we throw out a spoiler alert and let's talk about the main things that were different? Yeah, sure. Okay, so spoiler alert. Civil War comic story, as we talked about, a hero dies in the story. Not a major hero, but a hero dies to lend some extra gravitas and some emotion to the battle between the superheroes. We were guessing, according to that one trailer, that War Machine would get killed in this movie. And we thought, well, would they really be gutsy enough to do that? They weren't. No. Yep. No hero died. Okay, so that didn't happen. The Punisher? We thought there's no way he's going to make an appearance, despite his importance in the comic story. And sure enough, he was not in the movie. But what we did think was that there was going to be some kind of reveal, something they were holding back, something that we didn't see in the previews. And right. we went through the whole movie, and there was nothing. No, there was no surprise. Yeah, which Spider-Man was in, which they they blew on a trailer, so there was no which big surprise there. Sucks. I mean, it got me super excited to see the movie, and I bought my ticket, which is great. But I think the an organic reveal of that would have been. So much more mind-blowing. It might have elevated the movie to a higher plateau for me. Yeah. And, of course, in the comic, Spider-Man takes off his mask, and there's a whole, you know, I no longer have a secret identity. Of course, that doesn't matter in this movie, because this is the first appearance of Spider-Man in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And he's brand new to the role of superhero. Right. So it'd be pointless for him to take off his mask in the movie. Got it. Uh, and then lastly, you know, Captain America wins the Civil War in the comic, he does in the movie, too. He eventually is standing over Iron Man, just about to kill him when he, you know, that flash of, well, wait, and then, he, and then he doesn't kill him. But in the comic, he realizes, whoa, what have I, what have I done? And then he turns himself in. This one, he just goes into hiding. And to the point that my wife brought up, that Captain America doesn't seem to have any remorse for the collateral damage that happens at any point in the movies. That's right. He has no remorse. 
In the comic, he has big remorse, so much so that he turns himself in. And he's doing what he thinks is right, but ultimately he decides that the price isn't worth it in the comics and mm-hmm. turns himself in. And it's a pretty much a 180 from how they portrayed him in the movies. Yeah, exactly. That was a big, that was a big emotional, important thing that happened at the end of the comic. It's just absent from the movie. There was no side switching. There were no secret characters that we weren't that we didn't know were going to be in it. So overall, I just thought it wasn't a bad movie. I didn't hate it, but it didn't do much for me. And I was certainly disappointed after my love for the comic and with the excitement I had going into it. That was probably a big thing. Us knowing the comics, loving that storyline, you know, inevitably disappoint. However, I must say that the superhero battle at the airport, that was top notch. Yeah, and the, the characters were really cool. All the superpowers were really good. They did a lot of good things with a lot of the characters and they looked really cool. So there, there are definitely positive elements to it. But overall, I just, you know, I left it feeling very blah. Very blah, huh? Okay, yeah. That airport fight. I know action scenes are supposed to be adrenaline pumping. I know they're supposed to be, you know, breathtaking. I would call that battle at the airport delightful. I thought it was fantastic. Did you enjoy it with a nice glass of rosé? I did. I was smiles ear to ear. That was fantastic. It was hilarious. I loved it. That almost, like, saves the movie for me. Really. Yeah, it was a great scene, but overall, you know, I'm not... I'm sure I'll own the movie, but I'm not excited to buy it on the day it came out. It's not like <laughs> when Deadpool came out, I'm like, yes, 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 yes. I love your reasoning. I will buy it, but I won't enjoy buying it. <laughs> well, there you have it. There's our recap, our quick and dirty recap on Marvel. Well, not Marvel. Captain America, the Civil War. Kind of blah. Kind of blah, says Tom. I kind of liked it. He was probably more disappointed than me, but hey, it wasn't perfect. Could have been better. Yeah, there's some cool stuff. Anyways, let's leave that movie behind and let's jump back into our conversation about just what the best dork movie is of all time. Yep. And what I haven't seen. We're into the meat of this. Now we have a bracket set up. We have 12 movies that we have deemed the best in their categories. We're going to go head-to-head for each of those. That'll take us down to six. We'll go head-to-head for each of those, which will take us down to three. Then we're going to have a three-way cage match, fight to the death, for the best dork movie of all time. Are you ready to do this, Jake? Yes. Me too. Let, let's start with uh, matchups that uh, are not as important. Matchups that are not as important. Yeah. All right, let's start with... Or, or matchups where we're both thinking that one movie has no chance. Blade Runner versus Harry Potter 3. I've never seen it. You've never seen Blade Runner. Blade Runner is an absolute classic. Harry Potter 3 is... Good movie. It's good, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's good. It sounds like we have a resounding victory for Blade Runner. Yes, yes we do. Blade Runner moves on in the next round. Congratulations, Blade Runner. Yay! Next up, Fellowship of the Ring versus Batman Year One. <sighs> both good stories, both based off of good source material. We have cartoon versus a real movie. I should not cartoons. I mean, animated films are legit. Yeah, absolutely. I love Batman. I uh, love Lord of the Rings. We Fellowship was a great portrayal of the original novel, but my prejudice against the rest of the Lord of the Rings films kind of drags it down. So I lean towards Batman. Really. And you're not a big DC guy. Correct. Okay. I like Batman. I don't care for DC, but I like Batman. Okay. I like them both. I feel like we're trying to pick the best dork movie of all time. And and I understand you're not a big fan of the Lord of the Rings movie adaptations, but there's not much more that screams ultimate dork than Lord of the Rings. Am I right? You are correct. Okay. If they did a Silmarillion movie, then I'd be impressed. (laughs) I like that. That was good. All right, so Fellowship of the Rings moves on. 
Uh, on the other side of the bracket, we have, which one of these do I want to start with? Let's do Indiana Jones, The Last Crusade versus Alien. Oh my gosh. It, it's, all, it's almost like... An adventurous it, romp versus kind of a dark, almost horror space film. These two movies, it's like, I'm a child, they both represent a teat, and I suckled at them both. You know? And we're back to boobs again. Yeah. How, how, could, I, how could I pick one over the other? Well, what know, do you feel? I feel it's got to be aliens. You feel it's got to be aliens? Tell me why. Aliens. Well, Indy doesn't put on a mech suit and fight the... Uh... <laughs> You're thinking, well, you know, Indiana Jones doesn't mech suit fight a creature at the end. Yeah. That's well, your criteria? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Oh. And I have an affinity towards space. Okay. Okay, let's argue this. I mean, Indiana Jones came from our light dork influence category. So Indiana Jones is essentially a straight action adventure movie for everyone to enjoy that has a little bit of supernatural element. Whereas Aliens, is, we're in space. We got machine guns that don't exist yet. We got badass creatures. female protagonist. That's, we got a strong female lead. Yep. I mean, that counts for something. All right. Chicks win. Aliens is just more dork than Indiana Jones. So I guess that's what we have to go with. Sounds good. Aliens moves on. Next up, the original Ninja Turtles film from the early 90s against the Avengers. <sighs> okay. so it's, we, 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 Leonardo, Donatello, Raphael, and Michelangelo versus Iron Man, Thor, the guy with the bow and arrow. <laughs> Scarlett okay. Johansson. Okay, well, yeah, if they were fighting, obviously the Avengers would win. But we're not arguing that. We're arguing the merit of the movies. <sighs> Let's see. Well, they're both the different. Like, in, like Ninja Turtles is kind of like quirky, fun. You know, definitely not mainstream. No, well, I mean, the cartoon became huge, but it's based off of the more obscure comic storyline from the eighties. Yeah, yeah, you got dudes in turtle suits. That's uh, pretty impressive. That's impressive. Yeah, I like them both. They're both fun. They're both fun, good comic book movies. I lean towards Ninja Turtles because Avengers was much more mainstream. It uh, was a more marketed film. It had bigger stars. It, uh, I feel like it was more of, more of a mainstream movie versus Ninja Turtles, which was a much more dorky niche audience. Interesting. So you're, so you're going to say Avengers is too mainstream to be the best dork movie. Yeah, I love Chris Hemsworth, but he's a little too pretty to be dorky. Wow, what's going to happen once we get to Star Wars? Because Star Wars is mainstream, right? Let's not even talk about it. Sure. But you're, so you're saying we can't do Avengers because it's too mainstream. I'd lean towards Turtles. Wow. Okay. Yeah, well, okay, let's say this too. Avengers, great movie, right? One of, one of the best that's been out in these last 16 years of this comic book movie renaissance. However, it's 2016 right now. This movie's only existed for four years. We are trying to pick the best dork movie of all time. Can we say that a movie that's only four years old has stood the test of time enough to be the greatest dork movie? I don't think we can. I think it's too soon. Well, Deadpool didn't make any of our lists, so... <laughs> you know, maybe there is a recency bias. Yeah. I still say Turtles. I know Turtles isn't going to be number one, but... Sure. Okay. Turtles move on. <laughs> I know a lot of people are just groaning, thinking like, what, Ninja Turtles <laughs> over the Avengers? Are you guys insane? Well, either email your thoughts to overratedpod at gmail.com or, you know, create your own damn podcast. This is our thing. Yeah, we're, and we're fucking idiots. So, <laughs> Star Wars versus Jurassic Park. Either Empire Strikes Back or Return of the Jedi versus... We're not deciding. Velociraptors. Okay, so we're just, we're, just doing, we're just doing the greatest Star Wars movie ever, whatever that may be, versus Jurassic Park. Now, we don't have the same argument we just had with what we talked about because 
all of these movies were huge box office giants. Okay, so they definitely smashed through the mainstream, caught the imagination of everyone. Jurassic Park brought dinosaurs to life. That's pretty bitchin'. Yeah. Well, if we're just talking special effects, Star Wars movies, this started the whole dork movie as mainstream movie revolution. For, from a historical perspective, Star Wars has to beat Jurassic Park, regardless of how good Jurassic Park is. There's no incest in Jurassic Park. Where's their incest in, oh, Luke kisses Leia? Yep. That's perfectly natural, though, right? I mean, that's... Um... Hey, hang on a minute. There's incest in Jurassic Park, right? Because all of the dinosaurs are girls. They're all bred from the same hatchery, right? So they're all sisters. Really, it's lesbian dinosaurs run amok. This is Jurassic Park. I'm not hearing a negative here. <laughs> okay. Let's do this. Okay, let's do this. Okay. I'm looking behind me. We're in your we're in your home. And I, in my home, and I record in my dining room. I see three framed posters of the original Star Wars trilogy. One frame for each movie. This is your house. There he goes. All right. Star Wars moves on. Defeat Star Wars moves on. Star Wars moves on. Sorry, dinosaurs. You brought a hell of a fight, but... Yeah. You're extinct. Sorry. Blame the meteor, not us. So the final battle in the first round is Inception versus Pacific Rim. Which, these are both my choices, that I, both movies that I felt strongly about. Right, yep, these are, I relented on both of these, so I don't give a fuck. No. Yeah, well, um, Pacific Rim has giant mechs fighting robots and nuclear warheads and... Right, and I've, and I've not seen it, so I have to take your word for yeah. it. Inception's good, but we picked Inception over my beloved Robocop, so I say let's crush Inception. Fair enough, Pacific Rim <laughs> moves on. Okay. So now we are into the second round. We're down to six movies. The remaining candidates are Star Wars, Fellowship of the Rings, Turtles, Pacific Rim, Blade Runner, and Aliens. Let's start with Fellowship of the Rings versus Blade Runner. So how about this, Jake? How about you lay out the case for both movies, and I'll make a choice since Since I have to see Blade Runner. (laughs) Okay. Lay out the case for both. Okay. They're both adaptations of classic novels. Uh, I was not well. I was aware of that for Fellowship of the Rings, of course. Yeah, <laughs> you were going to say I was not aware of that. <laughs> Don't worry about what I was going to say. Worry about what actually came out. So we did not include Flesh Gordon on this list. Tom wanted to. It's a real movie. Um, so they're they're both well acted, well directed. They are both. Uh, they both. They both represent just pinnacles of, of dork. They both have awesome production design. Which is something you overlook, but like sometimes you're just looking at it and you're like, well, that looks cool. And like, you know, there was a huge team of people who were involved in creating, you know, just the backdrop and the, and the shit that you're looking at. I would say Blade Runner is more, probably more emotionally sophisticated because it's asking big questions about, you know, it throws shit out like, what does it mean to be human? It doesn't actually ask that, okay? But it's like, it's implied, right? I mean, Blade Runner is like a legit stuffy critics who love, you know, black and white movies. Also love Blade Runner. Yeah, it's very respected. And Lord of the Rings is mostly just kind of action-adventure quest movie, but it's as well done as it gets, you know? So they're all so good. The question is, what is more important to dorks out of those two? What what can be crowned as representing more dorks? I guess it's Lord of the Rings, as much as I love Blade Runner. What do you think? I fucking hate Frodo. You hate Frodo? I hate Frodo so much. He trumps all the way... All the way into Mordor, Samwise dragging his ass through the last third of it, gets all the way to the crack in Mount Doom, 
All he has to do is say, oh, well, we're done. The end. Blah, blah, blah. And instead he says, you know what? I think I'll just keep it. Fuck everyone else in the entire history of the world. This is mine. Fuck you all. I'm out. <laughs> but wait, but everything... Gollum's a better character than fucking Frodo. Wow. You hate Frodo. And, and everything you're just talking about happens not in Fellowship of the Ring, of course. But your hatred of that is gonna... Is gonna wait, so I once made a D&D character named Frobag Suck My Balls. <laughs> Short for Frodo Baggins can suck my balls. Let me understand this. So, so you are gonna go with the movie you've never seen before... Which is a great movie, but you're going to go with a movie you've never seen before based off of your hatred of Frodo Baggins. It seems completely logical to me. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Lord of Rings is done. Blade Runner. Suck it, Frodo. Blade Runner, you're into the finals. I probably half the listening audience just shut off the podcast. Well, if they stuck around this long, I'm still pretty impressed. Okay. Well, we're getting a shit ton of emails now. Over in pod at gmail.com. Send your photo love to me. Let's see if you can justify his incredibly selfish act that undermines the entire series of novels <laughs> leading up to that moment. Okay. Star Wars versus the Turtles. Star Wars. Yeah, love the Ninja Turtles, but. Yeah, I mean. Can't beat Star Wars. No, of course. So, Star Wars. Sorry, is, Turtles fans. I mean, it's just. It's not in the same league. Star Wars is into the cage match. And now for our... What are, we, are we down to a final... Well, we have one left to decide to determine the final showdown. It's Pacific Rim versus Aliens. Okay, so this is Aliens both ways. Either you're in space... Uh, well, Pacific Rim takes place on Earth. On the Earth. aliens are invading through a portal at the base of the sea. So they're coming up from the ocean, attacking our coast, and okay. basically they've spent 15 years testing our defenses, and now the big dogs are ready to come, and humanity's making its last stand with its last gigantic robot, which is piloted by someone who had been ripped apart and lost his brother fighting these giant aliens at the very beginning of the movie. Okay, so you're, you're, you're making a case that it's really good. I'll have to take your word for it. Okay? okay. I'm not saying that should win. I'm just, I'm just listening to yeah, you. Yeah, there's, uh, there's sacrifice, it's humanity's last stand, and it's really... A actually really well put together movie too it looks awesome the special mm-hmm. effects are great the mm-hmm. monsters are all diverse and cool looking and it's an awesome film it's awesome how when did it come out 2010 let's say okay that might even be a little generous it was after i moved back from maryland so at least 2011 at least 2011 would you say it's stood the test of time it stuck around like aliens has as iconic as aliens, as fucking aliens, Sigourney Weaver, Facehuggers, Hudson, Hicks. Which one was Hudson? What? <laughs> that time was just to get a reaction. You got me. I'm just silent. He's writing it down. Thank you. I'm writing it down. The winner is Aliens. Despite my extreme love for Pacific Rim, I don't think it has the mainstream dork appeal that... It probably should, but it's certainly not as dorky and appealing as Aliens has been over the years. So here we are. We're ready for our final showdown. This has been months of grueling debate, butting heads, arguing. We both lost a whole lot of hair and a whole lot of sleep over this, but now we're in a fatal three-way cage match between Star Wars, Blade Runner, and Aliens as the best dork movie of all time. We haven't even decided which episode of Star Wars it is. I know. Okay. Here's what we do. We have we have to knock them out, right? We, we can't just say, that's the one. We have to decide which of these three is definitely not it. Bring it down to a final two, right? 
Yeah, and that's uh, that's gonna be a hard process since I haven't seen one of the three movies. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> okay, Blade Runner, Aliens, and then either Empire Strikes Back or Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, let's see. Th- this argument you were making earlier about movies being a little less mainstream is better. Do you think that applies to this or not? Because obviously Star Wars is mass appeal. I don't think it would apply as much now. That was a way to weed out. That was a way to weed something out. Yeah. That was a way to kill the Avengers. Pretty much. Okay. Um, Sorry, Joss. Great movie, but, you know, go Turtles. <laughs> J- Joss says, who the fuck cares, Tom? I'm rich. <laughs> Everybody wins. Everybody gets what they want. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, Aliens is iconic. Blade Runner was not a hit when it first came out. It, w- it was actually kind of panned by some critics. Mixed reviews, really. And, and, and then it was later on, it just this massive cult following, and then a director's cut was un, unearthed, and then that's when people picked up on it, and they're like, wow, this is really good. So if we're saying something less mainstream, it's Blade Runner, but we are talking the best dork movie of all time. It's just, you've never seen it, so there's no way you're going to allow me to pick Blade Runner, right? I'm not horribly opposed to it. I'm kind of interested to see how this is all going to shake out. This is going to be awesome if you watch it and you're like, Jake, that was a piece of shit movie. I kind of have a feeling you're going to think that. Yeah. <laughs> it's being talked up too much. Let's take out Blade Runner because you've never seen it. This Apparently it doesn't have enough appeal. If I haven't made time to watch it. It's, uh, it's a cult movie, really. You know, it's a little underground. It's under people's radar. So Aliens versus either Empire Strikes Back or Return of the Jedi. They're 80s movies, all of them. Even Blade Runner was. So they all take place in space. Well, Blade Runner doesn't, but no. Blade Runner's dead to me now. Okay, yep. So we're in space, classic 80s. It's it's kind of it's really that first wave of great dork movies that came out after Star Wars revolutionized it. Revolutionized it in 77. So we're in the first wave here. This is the good shit. Shit we loved as a kid. One of them is scary. I mean, when did you see Aliens? How old were you when you first saw it? Do you really want to know the answer to that question? Tom. I was 31 years old. You were 31 years old when you first saw Aliens that came out in 86. Correct. I was five when it came out. Jake just took off his glasses. He's rubbing his eyes. He's breathing heavily. Oh, man. Rubbing his eyes again. And uh, you're going to come back and see a big guy? Are you crying? Are you mad that Arnold Schwarzenegger didn't make it into the finals? No. He's he's got my love forever. He doesn't have to worry. So, so, okay. So, you saw saw Aliens when you were 31. Got it. Okay. I'll throw you a bone here. Okay. I'll throw you a bone here. We'll eliminate Return of the Jedi and the Golden Bikini. We'll say Empire Strikes Back versus Aliens. Really? you do that for me. I'll give you that one. You'll give me that one. Okay. So Empire versus Aliens. Okay. That's very generous of you. Thank you. Thank you. Actually, you needed to do that having not seen Aliens until you were 31 freaking years old and you're hosting a dork podcast, yeah. my friend. Well, you know, I bought the microphone, so I get to do what I want. Yeah, it's your show. I get it. Okay. Empire Strikes Back versus Aliens. You know, there's Tauntauns and Empire. That's cool. The whole battle on Hoth was fun. Yeah. Okay. The walkers get tripped up. Neat. Okay. Let's. What are we really talking? The best dork movie of all time. The single dork movie, right? That has stood the test of time the best. Not just for you watch it and you're like, that was a good movie. Not just that, but how it just influenced everything. How it's just like iconic and it's everywhere. And I mean, like, I could I could name 20 movies that are directly indebted to Star Wars as a whole, 
even even Empire Strikes Back specifically. I could also name twenty movies that are that are devoted to that kind of that horror. There's monsters everywhere, shooting guns, fight for life kind of thing that alien. But which one do you think wears the crown? Well, I think the thing that differentiates the two to me is the antagonist, Darth Vader. I think Darth Vader wins. I think Darth Vader carries Empire. Ah, yes. I think the compelling bad guy, the relatable bad guy, I think it's Empire. Which, ironically, I wasn't even arguing for Empire in the beginning of this (laughs) podcast. (laughs) So uh, you're you're arguing for Star Wars classic trilogy by saying Empire. Yeah. 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 You know, I mean, we we gotta be honest. What, I mean, you think Dork, what's more iconic than Star Wars, despite its mass appeal? Yeah. Yeah. So there we have it, Star Wars. The trilogy, but specifically Empire Strikes Back, it took us... About an hour and ten minutes to come to that conclusion. And I bet everyone that's listening was like, well, no shit, it's going to be Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry we just wasted an hour and a half of your time, but yeah, uh-huh. you know, hope you like, hopefully you liked it. We're going to wrap up the show here in just a minute, but this has been fun. It was interesting debating all of these movies. We'd certainly welcome your feedback and thoughts. Um, I'm sure there's great movies that we missed. I'm sure there's points that you argue with. And uh, we'd love to share your thoughts on the best dork movie of all, of all time in a future episode. Mm-hmm. Just shoot them over to us by email at overratedpod at gmail.com. That's overratedpod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Or you can uh, comment on the podcast feed on outsideisoverrated.com. But we'd love to hear your thoughts. We know that people are very passionate about movies, and this is, uh, it's been fun for us, but we'd love to hear what other people think, too. Absolutely. Thanks for doing this with me, Tom. So in closing, I guess we'll tackle some fan mail here. Then we'll, uh, I guess we'll call it a show. We've been talking for quite a while here. We always appreciate when our fans take time to write to us. A couple of chronic show followers that have been kind enough to share their thoughts right in. First off, we have, once again, P. Diddy Mm -hmm. writing to us. Our man, P. Diddy. Uh He writes, Do you guys think Moon Knight could star in a feature-length film on the high seas? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait. So is this, so we need a movie about Moon Knight on a boat, specifically? That's how I interpret this strange email from P. Diddy <sighs> well, we in don't, Fort Pierce, Florida. Well, we don't want to just shoot our few listeners down. I mean, so, okay, okay, so a movie about Moon Knight on a boat. Yes, it can happen. I think it's a terrible fucking idea. <laughs> you know, Moon Knight, bad Batman, right? No, it's not bad Batman. Well, when we discussed him in the Civil War episode, it sounded like he was just a shitty version of Batman. I don't know. Too obscure, screw him, let's move on. <laughs> Moon Knight on a boat. Was it Under Siege? But instead of Steven Seagal, it's Moon Knight? All right, now I'm interested. Yeah, good, right? All right, yeah, we can work with that. Okay, let's make it happen. All, All right. right. Uh, Casey the Cairo once again hit us up on Twitter. He says, cage match, Burt versus Ernie, who wins? <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, uh, uh, <laughs> wait, what's the question? It's a, it's apparently a cage match. Okay. Bert versus Ernie, I assume that is Sesame Street. Beloved wait, roommates fighting in a cage match. Sense. You know what it is. I just need to hear it again. <laughs> Who wins? Uh, Bert's anal retentive. Ernie is more flexible. Um, I feel, I feel like, we're debating this? Uh, I yeah. Feel, I feel like Bert would try for a hold and, and Ernie would slip out of it and oh, hey, Bert. and then um, he'd do something to him and Bert would be like ah, you know and he'd just be he'd be so anal retentive and 
Well, I think that Bert would go into some kind of rage form, and he'd like explode like a phoenix, and he would fuck up Ernie. But that's just what I think. I mean, who? Okay, does one of them have Cookie Monster as a manager? I don't know. It's a cage match. I don't think there's going to be any outside interference. You say Ernie. I say no. I say no. I say Bert. Bert. You say Ernie. And I say who gives a fuck? Yeah. Come on, Casey. Send it something better than that. Come on, man. You're better than that. Well, I don't know you, but I'm sure you're better than that. Right. We don't know you. Your question sucks. <laughs> what else we got? Yeah, you know, I think that'll do it for today. Uh, so make sure you send in your questions and thoughts for future episodes. You can reach us once again by email at overratedpod at gmail.com. That's overratedpod at gmail.com. You can hit me up on Twitter at Tom underscore underscore awesome. If you happen to know Jake in real life, you can send him a text on his flip phone. Yes. Um, yeah, so there's some ways to reach us. Make sure you check out the website, outsideisoverrated.com. I've been reviewing some games and posting some other interesting stuff, like an 8-bit review of Captain America Civil War. Pretty cool. Cool. Okay. So that's all we got for you today. Jake, thanks so much for being here and for this great idea, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. Been very stressful as well. Blew my mind. Well, we'll see you in a couple weeks for a dork weekend. That'll be a fun podcast and recap the games that we played. And, uh, oh, we're going to recap the games. Yeah, it's a good chance to get some other perspectives on the games that we play, and I think sure. it'll be a good episode. Board games. Okay. Board games. So Down for that. You guys can look forward to that in the future. But for now, that's all we got for you. Make sure you stay inside, because outside is overrated. Overrated.